This is Shakespeare Closely Read. I'm your host, Mark Naftal. In this podcast, I read the works of William Shakespeare and other authors in the public domain. In addition to reading these works in their entirety, I'll stop frequently to comment on the text, its meaning, and lessons to be drawn. This is a place for lovers of Shakespeare's words, words, words. I delight in the beauty of his language and believe through this beauty we can find truth in how to live a virtuous life. I hope this podcast can help students understand Shakespeare better and how to appreciate his sometimes difficult language. Maybe you can use it to help you write papers or study for tests. Drop me an email at shakespeareclosely at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, alternative interpretations, or would like some help. Let us begin. In the last episode, we saw Shakespeare um, has Julius Caesar die, and um, Brutus addresses the uh, the people of Rome to justify his actions, and the conspirators, they go in waving their bloody swords, and um, looks like Brutus has uh, succeeded in his purpose, but he makes several mistakes, uh, the first of which is probably not killing Anthony on the spot, and um, his nobility and his honor, it seems like, uh, are not very good things. Maybe uh, he should have been a bit more ambitious and ruthless like his uh, so-called friend Julius Caesar. And Anthony, of course, uh, moves the crowd who then um, tear off to try to kill all the conspirators they can find. So let's pick up now Act 4, Scene 1 with the first triumvirate. Enter Anthony, Octavius, and Lepidus, who I believe in real life was the uh, called the master of the horse, the head of the cavalry for Julius Caesar. And um, he eventually was shunted aside and becomes a non-entity. Anthony, these many then shall die. Their names are pricked. Octavius, your brother too must die. Consent you, Lepidus? Lepidus, I do consent. Octavius, prick him down, Anthony. Okay, they're rather cold-blooded about this. Um, you know, and they said the conspirators were cold-blooded, but here they go, just making lists of everyone they're going to kill. Lepidus, upon condition, Publius shall not live. Who is your sister's son, Mark Anthony? Anthony, he shall not live. Look, with a spot I damn him. But Lepidus, go you to Caesar's house. Fetch the will hither, and we shall determine how to cut off some charge and legacies. So Anthony's being very cynical. You know, he whipped up the crowd, telling them how much money they're going to get, and now he's looking for a way to renege on it. Lepidus, what, shall I find you here? Octavius, or here, or at the Capitol? Lepidus exits. Anthony, that is a slight, unmeritable man, meet to be sent on errands. Is it fit the threefold world divided? He should stand one of the three to share it? Okay, now uh, uh, Anthony is, uh, they're going, they're deciding who lives and dies, and now they're dividing up the whole world. Octavius, so you thought him and took his voice, who should be pricked to die, and our black sentence and proscription. Anthony, Octavius, I have seen more days than you, and though we lay these honors on this man to ease ourselves of diverse slanderous loads, he shall but bear them as the ass bears gold, to groan and sweat under the business, either led or driven as we point the way, and having brought our treasure, well, we will, we then take we down his load and turn him off, like to the empty ass, to shake his ears and graze in commons. Okay, so that's a common land where you could graze your animals, so they're not even going to put him in a private pasture. Octavius, um, in fact, he was exiled. Octavius, you may do your will, but he's a tried and val valiant soldier. 
So Octavia seems a bit wiser and somewhat more honorable than Anthony. And Anthony himself is a tried and valiant soldier. So uh, perhaps Octavius is uh, learning there. He, remember, he's like, I guess, 18, maybe younger um, at this point. And um, Anthony was a tried and valiant soldier. And he himself is going to, uh, in effect, turn out Anthony. Anthony. So is my horse, Octavius. And for that, I do appoint him store of provender. It's a creature that I teach to fight. To wind, to win, to stop, to run directly on his corporal motion governed by my spirit. His not corporal motion is his body. Back to the text, still Anthony. And in some taste is Lepidus, but so he must be taught and trained and bid go forth, a bare and spirited fellow, one that feeds on objects, arts, and imitations, which out of use and stale by other men begin his fashion. Do not talk of him but as a property. And now, Octavius, listen, great things. Brutus and Cassius are loving powers. We must straight make head. Therefore, let our alliance be combined, our best friends made, our means stretched. And let us presently go sit in council, how covert matters may be best disclosed, and open perils sure as answered. Okay. In, um, in reality, uh, Anthony and Octavius fought at this point, I think. Anthony might have been on the side of the Senate. I can't remember who it was, but uh, we'll look into some of the actual history after that. But this has them just straight away uh, forming their own conspiracy. Octavius, let us do so, for we are at the stake and bayed about with many enemies. Okay, bayed is like the hounds baying at them. And some that smile, having their hearts, I fear, millions of mischiefs. Okay, so Octavius is showing himself wise beyond his ears. Years, not ears, years. They exit. Scene two, drum. Enter Brutus, Lucius, uh, Lucilius, Lucius, and the army. Titinius and Pindarus meet them. Brutus, stand, ho! Lucilius, give the word ho and stand. Brutus, what now, Lucilius? Is Cassius near? Lucilius, is at hand, and Pindarus has come to do you salutation from his master. Brutus, he greets me well. Your master, Pindarus, in his own change or by ill officers, have given me some worthy cause to wish things done undone. But if he be at hand, I shall be satisfied. Okay, so uh, Brutus apparently is displeased um, with Pindarus. Pindarus. Um, Oh, that must be Cassius. Oh, yes, it's Cassius, his master. Pindarus, I do not doubt but that my noble master will appear, such as he is, full of regard and honor. Brutus, he is not doubted. Brutus and Lucilius walk aside. A word, Lucilius, how he received you, let me be resolved. Lucilius, with courtesy and respect enough, but not with such familiar instances, nor with such free and friendly conference as he hath used of old. Brutus, Thou hast described a hot friend cooling. Ever note, Lucilius, when love begins to sicken and decay, it uses an enforced ceremony. There are no tricks in plain and simple faith, but hollow men like horses hot at hand make gallant show and promise of their metal. M-E-T-T-L-E, not metal, M-E-T-L-A-L. So again, we see the pun between metal and metal. There, notice the image um, of horses again, which uh, Anthony was using for Lepidus. Um, so Brutus uses it now for Cassius, saying he's a he, he's a hot he's a hot horse. It makes great show and promises, but uh, 
but his feelings are changing, uh, perhaps towards them. And notice he calls them a hollow, you know, hollow men. They're a hollow man. Uh, there's really nothing in in Cassius. They'll march within. But when they should endure the bloody spur, they fall their crests, and like deceitful jades sink in the trial, comes his army on, Lucilius. They mean this night in Sardis to be quartered. The greater part, the horse in general, are come with Cassius. Enter Cassius and his powers, that's his army. But as hark, he is arrived. March gently on to meet him. Cassius, stand ho, Brutus, stand ho. Speak the word along, first soldier, stand, second soldier, stand, third soldier, stand, Cassius. Most noble brother, you have done me wrong, Brutus. Judge me, you gods, wrong I mine enemies, and if not so, how should I wrong a brother? Okay, so Brutus, again, is this extremely honorable person. He won't even do wrong to his enemies, and we saw how uh, Antony and, uh, and Octavian, uh, you know, they're... Uh, Anthony, in particular, is, is just sort of delighting in deceit and trading men's lives uh, like uh, they were commodities or something. But Brutus won't even wrong his enemies. And um, he refers to Cassius as his brother here. Cassius, Brutus, this sober form of yours hides wrongs. And when you do them, Brutus, Cassius, be content. Speak your very softly. I do know you well. Before the eyes of both our armies here, which had perceived nothing but love from us, let us not wrangle, bid them move away, then in my tent, Cassius, in larger Greece, and I will give you audience, Cassius. Pindarus, bid our commanders lead their charges off a little from this ground. Brutus, Lucius, you do the like, and let no man come to our tent till we have done our conference. Let Lucilius and Titinius guard our door. All but Brutus and Cassius exit. Scene three, Cassius. That you have wronged me doth appear in this. You have condemned and noted Lucius Pella for taking bribes here of the Sardinians. Sardi Sardians, it's Sardians. Or in my letters praying on his side because I knew the man was slighted off. Brutus, you wronged yourself to ride in such a case. Cassius, in such a time as this, it is not meet that every nice offense should bear his comment. Okay, so he's saying that, uh, um, let's see, I think it was bribes. Let's see when it was. I condemned him for taking bribes, yeah. And he's saying, well, he was wrong. Uh, you know, he was taking bribes. Cassius, and Cassius is saying, hey, we're at war, so uh, we shouldn't be worried about a little thing like bribery. Um, Brutus, let me tell you, Cassius, you yourself are much condemned to have an itching palm to sell and march your offices for gold to undeservers. So he's uh, accusing Cassius of taking bribes himself. Cassius, I, an itching palm? You know that you are Brutus that speaks this, or by the gods this speech, where else you're last. So he's saying, if you weren't Brutus, I'd kill you for that, Brutus. The name of Cassius honors this corruption, and chastisement doth therefore hide his head. Cassius, chastisement. Brutus, remember March, the Ides of March, remember. Did not great Julius bleed for justice' sake? What villain touched his body that did stab and not for justice? What shall one of us that struck the foremost man of all this world but for supporting robbers 
Shall we now contaminate our fingers with base bribes and sell the mighty space of our large honors for so much trash as may be grasped thus? I'd rather be a dog and bay the moon than such a Roman. And there we have again the image of a dog baying. Cassius, Brutus, bait not me. Okay, kind of like baiting a dog, I guess. I'll not endure it. You forget yourself to hedge me in. I am a soldier. I, older in practice, abler than yourself to make conditions. Okay, this is sort of interesting. We're seeing, um, uh, I guess you could say, Anthony and Octavius have a conference sort of contrasted here uh, with Brutus and Cassius. And Cassius, like Anthony, is saying, hey, I'm older um, than you are. Uh, and I have more experience in these things. And Octavius seemed to at least um, accept the uh, the plan to undermine Lepidus and the putting him down and so forth. Of course, that was not as serious maybe as taking bribes. But you get the idea that Anthony wouldn't have cared about that either. Um, so Cash is saying, hey, I should do what I want because I'm an older soldier and uh, abler to make conditions. That is, I guess, you know, what he was doing to take bribes. Brutus, go to you or not, Cassius. Cassius, I am. Brutus, I say you are not. Okay, so they're just sort of wrangling here. It doesn't bode well for the future of their enterprise. Cassius, urge me no more. I shall forget myself. Have mind upon your health. Tempt me no further. Brutus, away, slight man. Okay, remember, Cassius has a lean and hungry look. Brutus here calls him a slight man. I guess you could you use that. I see someone thin, you can call them a slight man. And of course, double meaning there, not only thin, but um, he's of slight and of, of little little worth. Cassius, it's possible. Brutus, hear me, for I will speak. Must I give way and room to your rash collar? Shall I be frightened when a madman stares? Cassius, oh, you gods, you gods, must I endure all this? Brutus, all this I more. Fret till your proud heart break. Go show your slaves how choleric you are and make your bondmen tremble. Okay, so he's none of those things. He's not going to be afraid of him. Must I budge? Must I observe you? Must I stand and crouch under your testy humor? By the gods, you shall digest the venom of your spleen, though it do split you. For from this day forth, I'll use for you, you for my mirth, yea, for my laughter, when you are waspish. Cassius, is it come to this? Brutus, you say you are a better soldier. Let it appear so. Make your vaunting true, and it shall please me well. For my own part, I shall be glad to learn of noble men. In other words, Cassius is not noble at all. Cassius, you wrong me every way. You wrong me, Brutus. I said an elder soldier, not a better. Did I say better? I think you did, actually. Brutus, if you did, I care not, Cassius. When Caesar lived, he durst not thus have moved me. Ooh, so they seem to be wishing that Caesar uh, was back alive. Brutus, peace, peace. You durst not so have tempted him. Cassius, I durst not. Brutus, no. Cassius, what? Durst not tempt him? Brutus, for your life you durst not. Cassius, do not presume too much upon my love. I may do that I shall be sorry for. Brutus, you have done that you should be sorry for. Okay, um, don't know if it's a reference there to taking the bribes, or maybe it's the, uh, it's the conspiracy. Back to the text of Brutus. There is no terror, Cassius, in your threats, for I am armed so strong in honesty, 
they pass me by, pass by me as the idle wind, which I respect not. So he's saying it's just full of words and idle wind. And there's nothing there. I did send to you for certain sums of gold, which you denied me. For I can raise no money by vile means, like Cassius we can apparently. By heaven I had rather coin my heart and drop my blood for drachmas than to wring from the hard hands of peasants their vile trash by any indirection. Hey, Brutus is too noble here. He won't even uh, oppress and tax uh, the peasants. Oh, well. Uh, I did send to you for gold to pay my allegiance, which you denied me. Was that done like Cassius? Should I have answered like Caius Cassius? So when Marcus Brutus grows so covetous to lock such rascal counters from his friends, be ready, gods, with all your thunderbolts. Dash him to pieces, Cassius. I denied you not, Brutus. You did, Cassius. I did not. He is but a fool that brought my answer back. Brutus hath rived my heart. A friend should bear his friend's infirmities, but Brutus makes mine greater than they are. So he's saying that I, I didn't do anything so bad, Brutus. I did not till you practice them on me, Cassius. You love me not, Brutus. I do not like your faults, Cassius. A friendly eye could never see such faults. He's saying your friend, you know, you'd overlook uh, all the bad things I do, Brutus. A flatterer would not, though they do appear as high, as huge as high Olympus. Cassius, come, Anthony, and young Octavius, come. Revenge yourselves alone on Cassius. For Cassius is a weary of the world, hated by one he loves, brayed by his brother, checked like a bondman, all his faults observed, set in a notebook, learned and conned by rote, to cast into my teeth. Oh, I could weep my spirit from mine eyes. There is my dagger, offering his dagger to Brutus. And here my naked breast, within a heart, Dearer than Pluto's mine, richer than gold. If that thou beest a Roman, take it forth. I that denied thee gold will give thee my heart. Strike as thou didst at Caesar, for I know when thou dost hate him worse, thou lovest him better than ever thou lovest Cassius. Ooh, so they're um, they're falling out over over Caesar. Notice how Caesar is still dominating uh, them. In fact, they seem to be dominating um, Cassius and. Uh, Brutus more than Anthony and uh, Octavius. I don't think they even mentioned him. Uh, but they seem to be sort of obsessed with him. Interesting. Brutus, sheathe your dagger. Be angry when you will and shall have scope. Do what you will. Dishonor shall be humor. O oh, Cassius, you are yoked with a lamb that carries anger as the flint bears fire. Who much enforced shows a hasty spark and straight is cold again. So apparently Cassius is... Uh, grand gesture of offering to uh, um, to die uh, has mollified Brutus. He's saying, oh, I'm just like a flint that gets a spark of anger and then it's cold again. Cassius. Hath Cassius lived to be but mirth and laughter to his Brutus when grief and blood ill-tempered vexeth him? Brutus, when I spoke that, I was ill-tempered too. Cassius, do you confess so much? Give me your hand, Brutus, and my heart too. They clasp hands. Cassius, oh, Brutus, Brutus, what's the matter, Cassius? Have not you love enough to bear with me when that rash humor which my mother gave me makes me forgetful? Brutus, yes, Cassius. And from henceforth, when you are over earnest with your Brutus, he'll think your mother's chides and leave you so. Enter a poet, followed by Lucilius, Titanius, and Lucius. Poet, 
Let me go in to see the generals. There is some grudge between them. Tis not meet they be alone. Lucilius, you shall not come to them. Poet, nothing but death shall stay me. Cassius, how now? What's the matter? Poet, for shame, you generals. What do you mean? Love and be friends, as two such men should be. For I have seen more years, I'm sure, than ye. Cassius, <laughs> how vilely doth this cynic rhyme. Brutus, uh, get your uh, B and ye, I guess that doesn't rhyme. Brutus, get you hence, sirrah. Saucy fellow, hence. Cassius, bear with him, Brutus, tis his fashion. Brutus, I'll know his humor when he knows his time. What should the wars do with these jigging fools? Companion, hence. Cassius, away, away, be gone. Poet exits. Brutus, Lucilius and Titanius bid the commanders prepare to lodge their companies tonight. Cassius, and come yourselves and bring Masala with you immediately to us. Lucilius and Titanius exit. Brutus, Lucilius, Lucius, uh, a bowl of wine. Lucilius exits. Cassius, I did not think you could have been so angry. Brutus, oh, Cassius, I am sick of many griefs. Okay, he's sick of his griefs. Apparently, he's sick with many griefs, I suppose. But he says, ah, many griefs. Cassius, of your philosophy, you make no use. If you give place to accidental evils, okay, reference there perhaps to Stoicism, that, that Brutus was a Stoic, uh, because you're not supposed to uh, dwell on things that are just accidents and that you can't um, affect yourself. Brutus, no man bears sorrow better. better. Portia is dead. It's his wife. Cassius, ha, Portia, Brutus, she is dead. Cassius, escaped I killing when I crossed you so. Oh, insupportable and, touch, insupportable and touching loss. Upon what sickness? Brutus, impatience of my absence and grief that young Octavius with Mark Anthony have made themselves so strong. For their death, that tidings came. But this she fell distract, and her attendant's absence swallowed fire. And that could be a reference to poison. Cassius, and died so. Brutus, even so. Cassius, so oh, you immortal gods. Enter Lucius with wine and tapers. Brutus, speak no more of her. Give me a bowl of wine. In this I bury all unkindness, Cassius. He drinks. Cassius, my heart is thirsty for that noble pledge. Fill Lucius till the wine or swell the cup. I cannot drink too much of Brutus' love. He drinks. Lucius exits. Enter Titanius and Masala. Brutus, come in, Titanius. Welcome, good Masala. Now, so we close about this taper here and call in question our necessities. That is, uh, uh, what do they need? Have they got enough soldiers, etc.? They sit. Cassius, Portia, art thou gone? But it's no more, I pray you. Masala, I have here received letters that young Octavius and Mark Anthony come down upon us with a mighty power, bending their expedition toward Philippi. That's where the battle would be. Masala, myself have letters of the selfsame tenor. Brutus, what? With addition? Masala. They buy prescription and bills of outlawry. Octavius, Anthony, and Lepidus have put to death a hundred senators. Brutus. Therein our letters do not well agree. Mine speak of seventy senators that died by their prescriptions, Cicero being one. Cassius. Cicero one. Masala. Cicero's dead. And by that order of prescription, have you letters from your wife, my lord? Brutus. No, Masala. Of course not. She's dead. Masala. Nor nothing in your letters rid of her. Brutus, nothing, Masala. Okay, he's lying there, Masala. That, methinks, is strange. Brutus, why I ask you, have you aught of her in yours? 
So, no, my Lord. Yes. Now is your Roman. Tell me true. So, then, like a Roman, bear the truth, I tell. For certain she is dead in my strange manner. It is mine. Farewell, Portia. We must die, Masala. With meditating that she must die once, I have the patience to endure it now. Masala. Even so, great men, great losses should endure. Cassius, I have as much of this in art as you, but yet my nature could not bear it so. Brutus, well, to our work alive, what do you think of marching to Philippi presently? Cassius, I do not think it good. Brutus, your reason. Cassius, this it is. Tis better that the enemy seek us, so shall he waste his means, weary his soldiers, doing himself offense. Whilst we, lying still, are full of rest, defense, and nimbleness. Brutus. Good reasons must a force give place to better. The people took Philippi in this ground to stand in but a forced affection, for they have grudged us contribution. The enemy marching along by them, by them shall make a fuller number up. Come on, refreshed, new added, and encouraged. Which advantage shall we cut him off? If at Philippi we do face him there, these people at our back. Cassius, hear me, good brother. Brutus, upon your pardon. We must know besides, we have tried the utmost of our friends. Our legions are brimful, our cause is ripe. The enemy increaseth every day. We the hide are ready to decline. There is a tide in the affairs of men, which taken at the flood leads on to fortune. Omitted, all void to their life is bound in shallows and in miseries. On such a full sea are we now afloat. We must take the current wherein it serves, or lose our ventures. Okay, somewhat famous line there. There's a tide in the affairs of men. Cassius. Then with your good will go on, along ourselves and meet them at Philippi. Brutus. The deep of night has, has crept upon our talk, and nature must obey necessity, which we will niggard with little with a little rest. There is no more to say. Cassius, no more. Good night. Early tomorrow will we rise and hence. Brutus. Lucius. Enter Lucius. My gown. Lucius exits. Farewell, good Masala. Good night, Titanius. Noble, noble Cassius. Good night and good repose. Cassius, oh, my dear brother, this was an ill beginning of the night. Never comes such division between our souls. Let it not, Brutus. Enter Lucius with the gown. Brutus, everything is well. Cassius, good night, my lord. Brutus, good night, good brother. Titanius Masala, good night, Lord Brutus. Brutus, farewell, everyone. All but Brutus and Lucius, Lucius, exit. Give me the gown. Where's my instrument? Lucius, here in the tent. Okay, so I guess he's going to have him play the part for him. Brutus, what? Thou speakest drowsily. Boy, knave, I blame thee not. Thou art or watched. Call Claudius and some other of my men. I'll have them sleep on cushions in my tent. Lucius, Varro and Claudius. Enter Varro and Claudius. Varro calls my lord, Brutus. I pray you, sirs, lie in my tent and sleep. It may be I shall rise you by and by on business to my brother Cassius, Varro. So please you, we will stand and watch your pleasure. Brutus, I will not have it so. Lie down, good sirs. It may be I shall be otherwise, I shall be otherwise, bethink me. They lie down. Look, Lucius, here's the book I sought for so. I put it in the pocket of my gown. Lucius, I was sure your lordship did not give it to me. Brutus, bear with me, good boy. I am much forgetful. Okay. Brutus got a lot on his mind. because uh, He doubts Cassius. His wife has died. And the cause this looks like it's hanging by a thread. 
I'm much forgetful. Canst thou hold up thy heavy eyes a while and touch thy instrument a strain or two? Lucius, I, my lord, and please you. Brutus, it does, my boy. I trouble thee too much, but thou art willing. Lucius, it is my duty, sir. Brutus, I should not urge thy duty past thy might. I know young bloods look for a time of rest. Lucius, I have slept, my lord, already. Brutus, it was well done, and thou shalt sleep again. I will not hold thee long. If I do live, I will be good to thee. Music and a song. Lucius then falls asleep. Still Brutus, this is a sleepy tune. O oh, murderous slumber, layest thou thy leaden mace upon my boy that plays thee music. Gentle knave, good night. I will not do thee so much wrong to wake thee. If thou dost nod, thou breakest thy instrument. I'll take it from thee. And good boy, good night. He moves the instrument. Let me see, let me see. Is not the leaf turned down where I left reading? Here it is, I think. How ill this taper burns. Another touching scene there with Brutus. He seems like he knows that something wrong is going to happen. I wonder what it will be. Well, I think we'll find out in the next episode. And until then... Adieu.